0: Hello, and thank you for joining me today for another episode of Titanium Blonde Talks. And just a reminder to everyone, this is an adult podcast with adults using adult language. So if you have small people in the room, you may want to either shoo them out somewhere else or maybe listen to this at a later time. I have a wonderful guest today, someone who I've known for several years just from Instagram. We finally got to meet in person a few weeks ago, and she's made some pretty incredible leaps forward in her career, her life path. And so let me tell you a little bit about Brittany. She is a intuitive healer she's a spiritual guide she is just this amazing human being she when i met her on instagram she was working in the physical therapy arena and has since transitioned into running her own business and creating just this incredible tribe of people that follow her and are her clients and so we're going to talk a little bit about her transition today, but mostly we're just going to have a little conversation about life because we both have some interesting <laughs> insight into life on our journeys. And so please welcome Brittany Huganboom to Titanium Blonde. Hi, Brittany. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Sherry. Actually,
1: you know what I was thinking about too? It's been almost already a month that we we met up. Has it been That's that long crazy, already? Right? Yeah, oh my... September 1st. I came to Washington September or August 1st. That's Man. so crazy. It went by so fast.
0: And this whole summer is going by so fast. I just feel like we're already almost to September, and I, I'm not really even through the middle of summer yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I
1: feel, <laughs> I feel you. I had a dream last night that I was telling my husband. He was talking about something that he was feeling. This was a dream. In the beginning of the dream, he was like, I feel this energy of fall coming. And I'm like, me too, man. Like the harvest and just our abundance and just harvesting even more abundance. You know, all the things that we've been growing in the summer, we're all going to be harvesting it soon. But I could feel the energy yesterday in my dream and actually before I went to bed. And when I woke up today, this new this moon that's transitioning to Aries has, had me like on fire. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this, this is powerful. Yeah. We didn't even really get to, I feel like the summer I like blinked and the summer was over, but I guess that happens every year.
0: It does, but it just seems like it's getting shorter and shorter, but it's, it's interesting because I, the transition from summer to fall is always really hard for me personally. Um, but I just, I try and look at it as, like you said, it's a time for being rooted and grounded as we do that energetic shift. Yeah, It's a time for the the gathering or the completion of the growth cycle or whatever it is that you've been working on so that now that you start to draw that abundance in and and make transition forward
1: you know what too it's funny because even though the summer is getting shorter they're not really like here in Cleveland sometimes we have hot weather now till November it's it's insane like we never know what the weather is going to be like um but yeah I feel you I I know like by the, by the time it comes, I'm so ready for it. And then, like, middle winter, I'm like, give me fucking summer back, you know? <laughs> exactly.
0: So much exactly. self-work
1: in the winter. So it's nice because in the summer, it's constant moving, going, 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 like, never sitting down. Like, these last two weeks, I, I don't even know what happened. I blinked and they were over, you know? But, like, winter gives us that time to just chill and connect with our families and, you know,
0: well, and two, it's like that here. We have a very long Indian summer here, and you know, September, October, it can be cooler, but we can still get really beautiful weather, which is helpful because then yeah. the gray days roll in, and it's like that for months on months on months. Yes, exactly. So, Brittany, tell tell everyone a little bit about how you. I mean, I know I know personally your story, but tell everyone a little bit about your path, especially in the last, say, six months or so where you've really made this huge transition from working for somebody else to actually owning your own business?
1: Um, so I've had my business started at Bloom with Boom. I think we were friends when it was like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it started with Bloom with Boom. So I graduated in physical therapy in 2013, I believe, um, and then got certified as a yoga teacher. And I combined the two. I first worked on therapeutic yoga because I knew it was really more about the energy for me. Like I wanted people to move their stagnant energy out. And I knew that energy was uh, presenting itself as pain. So I had always been really, really super interested in working with energy. Well, during teacher training, we got Reiki um, certified or tuned one. And then we, a a few of us went on to go get master's, Reiki masters, but as I started working like more with people in their movement, it was like, I couldn't explain to them what was going on. I had to show them. So I transitioned more into doing more energy work than, than, than yoga. And finally in January, I cut out teaching yoga altogether. I don't teach yoga at all anymore. Um, but I started doing more of like spiritual energy or spiritual life coaching, meaning where I am downloading from my client's higher self or source energy to give that client the highest vibrational guidance in order for them to redirect their awareness of self and continue to expand and continue to uh, connect with their inner being and their voice and find their sole purpose here on earth. Well, in January was the first time I actually started charging for sessions. So it's not even been, what is it?
0: It's, it's just eight months. Yeah, yeah it's just eight I months.
1: never, my business was donation based and it was more of having a fear of money because growing up, everybody I knew was like greedy with their money. I mean, I grew up with a lot of people who were drug dealers and, you know, even if they were friends, like people would stab each other in the back over money. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do, you know? And I remember telling one of my patients in physical therapy, like, I'll never have that much money because I, I think it's evil. Well, January, something happened there. You know, I regrounded my energy. A- the type of uh, North node and South node, and I'm not going to go into that, but I'm a a Pisces North node and an Aries sun. And like, it's literally written like an imbalance of those energies makes people have issues with money. So it was like, I was living that, you know? Well, the end of December, I was like, fuck this. Like, I see all these people, like if I want to do this full time, I'm going to have to start charging. So it was a donation. It was a minimum donation of $30. Well, by um, April... My sessions increased by 300%. And people are like, how can you do that? And I said, like, you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. But I know my worth, you know, and I and I know that if this is what I want to, if this is, this is my livelihood, I knew this was my purpose. I wasn't meant to work for anybody else. I have bounced jobs since I started working. Every year, every two years or three years, like, I was like, that's it. Like, I cannot be here anymore. I cannot work for somebody else. So... I manifested, I worked really hard on manifesting and creating with just rituals and herbs and masturbation and meditation and all these different things And I utilized in my life. And I put my focus to, towards working for myself. So in May, I felt it was, it was time. And I kept holding, holding myself back. Cause I kept saying, Oh, I can't leave until they fire another, they find another person, or I can't leave until whatever this and this, and, or I can't leave until I have this amount of money. And finally I was like, I'm leaving. Like, that's it. Like, there is some, my, my intuition, my inner being is telling me like, lady, you need to do this. Like you have to take the leap. So I took the leap and I end up uh, being 10 times more successful already than I was when I was working in physical therapy, because it was like energetically opening a door to my life purpose, you know? So it has been like the most amazing transformation and transition period of my entire life. I have never felt happier, more abundant, more prosperous, more loved, and loving myself more than I ever have than from transitioning this whole entire year. This was like literally the year of the butterfly um, for me, and and I had went through this whole thing with the butterfly transition in April. Um, but I'm also in my Saturn return in Capricorn, so this was truly my destiny to to take a leap into to working for myself.
0: Well, uh, it's interesting. Me to that me you that you mentioned about the fact that you bounced around from job to job and didn't stay anywhere for very long. And, and, you know, we're different generations. And in my generation, it was always about longevity in a job, but I didn't always spend long periods of time. Usually after three or four years, it'd be somewhere else. And it wouldn't take very long. Usually after the first 12 months or so, I'd be like, I'm bored here. And I worked for one company for eight years, but it's like, you come to the space where for me anyway, I'm always thinking about multiple streams of income and it's because of what happened with the last crash and everything. And like you, I've had to really unlearn some patterns about money, some things that came from my family about money. And so I love watching you, on your stories, especially on Instagram, talking about being open to abundance. I love your gratitude practice that you do every day. I think that's really wonderful, and I think that's really instructing for other people to get into that space. Yeah, because because without the gratitude, you can't
1: receive the abundance. Exactly. You know what, Sherry? That's like one, the one of the number one practices I give to every single person I ever work with. I'm like, if you're not waking up and saying what you're grateful for, you might as well just go right back to sleep. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah. it's like, if you wake up, and I know somebody said, like, it's hard to do that, but you just have to do it, you know? It's like the Nike, just do it. Quit making excuses for why you can't say what you're grateful for, and just start listing things. Even if you can't find something, are you awake? There there you go. That's the fact, you know? Are you breathing? There you go. You can be grateful for that. Do you have a home, even if it's not the place that you want to be, even if it's you're living with 20 other people, do you still have a shelter over your head? That's part of it. It's seeing that. It's like knowing that, it's that knowing that once we connect to that space, energetically and, and in terms of the law of attraction, we begin to amplify gratitude. Once we connect to gratitude and once the universe under uh, hears us connect to gratitude, it gives us more to be grateful for. That's a universal law. That's like, like science, even though it's not science, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. that's exactly how it works. You you say things you're grateful for, and the universe grants you more wishes. You know the genie in the bottle? The genie in the bottle is the universe. It grants you wishes once you find your gratitude towards everything that came into your life. Even the tough times, even those traumatic experiences, those have so much medicine in them. You know, the, those traumatic experiences have so much lesson and so much light for us, but we have to look at it that way, you know, finding abundance or finding a gratitude, uh, in those, in those traumatic experiences, really in all experiences.
0: Well, and it's interesting too, that most people either aren't cognizant of the fact, or they don't really believe the fact that the universe is made up of energy and like energy attracts like energy. So whatever it is that you're putting out into the world, whether it's a lack of gratitude, a lack of abundance or whatever it is that you're focusing on, that's what you're drawing back into yourself. And that was something that, you know, I really didn't know that much about until I did my yoga teacher training 16 years ago and kind of dove into that whole thing and it's it's been an interesting space. There have been times when it's been a little more wobbly for me than others, especially when I've been in some 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 situations that have made it really difficult for me where I was doubting everything in life at that particular point in time. But yeah, it's, it's, you're right. Even the hard stuff, if you go back and be able to give yourself this time and space to process everything that happened and then to think about what's come out of the fact that you're out the other end and how did you get to that point? What did you bring with you that helped you move through that? And, And I think that people forget that and just, How powerful you can be in terms of your health, in terms of your life, in terms of the dreams that you have, that you actually have more control than you think you have, and that society has led you to believe that you have. And as women, I think that what's happening is, is we have this whole feminine awakening happening happening. And it's taken a long time. There's been little spikes and peaks of it, but we've been in this whole patriarchally controlled societal mode for so long. And I truly believe that the pendulum is starting to swing back now more towards the center. Yeah, it It definitely
1: is. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. And you know, like what you said is that people were forgetting how the universe works. It's like they were, they were, they already forgot when they were born. And that's what happens is like, we forget and then we remember as we grow, you know, and some people, it's a, they, they may never understand it and that's okay. Like there was a time in my life where I'm like, I'm going to spend every day making sure everybody understands how this universe works. And I'm like, I'm miserable. Like nobody even gives a fuck. Why am I going to give a fuck? So I stopped. I stopped caring. So I, I stopped caring about people who didn't care about those things. If you don't care, then I'm not going to care that you don't care. You know what I mean? Right. I'm going to give you what you what you ask for. If you want this, then this is what you get. So I started like literally embodying that, that, that mindset that I am not going to give my energy or thoughts or actions towards anybody who doesn't care about their own fucking lives or care about understanding more. Like if you don't understand, I'm, I'm not here to, it's not my responsibility to, to wake you up. Now, if you're listening to something that I post, you know, that's, that's why I love this social media platform because People fall into it. They're like, Ooh, I heard you say this, and then it woke up this, and then I felt this way, and then I realized this, and all of a sudden it was like a spiral of all this knowledge. And I said, Don't give me credit. You know, you were the one that connected to it. It woke you up, and you decided to make an action. Somebody here messaged me like yesterday or today, or said, It was because of you that my life changed. I said, No, it wasn't. You can't give me that much credit. You know what I mean? All I did was share my truth. And the fact that you connected to it, you're the one that ran with it, not me. I just shared it, you know? And that's why I love Instagram because it gives us that platform. Like, you don't have to be here listening to my shit. You can go away if you want to. I'm not forcing you to do anything. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not standing in this room like you know being like listen to me you know you're gonna get grounded if you don't listen to me no i don't give a fuck what you do if you don't want to listen to it then unfollow me you know that's why i love the way technology works today and that we have this that we're living this technology age it's like it's like the information age so we have that this is actually expanding our our universal expansion you know what i do you get what i'm saying like it's incorporating technology into our life was a huge gift for all of us who do think outside of the box, who don't limit ourselves, because now we're connecting to more people who do that. And we don't have to go sit at our family's house and tell them all these things that we feel and they think that we're weird. We don't have to do that. I'm not doing that shit anymore. I'm not going over there and telling them this and this and this. They don't want to hear it because they don't they don't want to embody that in their life, and that's their choice. They can stay where they are, but I know that I'm always expanding. That my abundance is always expanding. That my spiritual and financial and all all forms of wealth are always expanding because I choose to think and believe and connect that way. And those that don't want to, they're going to stay there.
0: Well, and and something that um, one of my yoga teachers told me several years ago was that you receive exactly what you're ready to receive. So your message could be out there bouncing around the universe and somebody could be exposed to it multiple times before it actually hits home with them. And they realize that they're open to receive whatever that message is. And so, you know, they can still be flailing around and I've been there. I flailed around. I know you've been there and it's, you, you just, you sometimes, I think about how many times I made the same mistake over and over and it's like, you know, I just wasn't ready to be in receptive mode to actually learn what I needed to learn so that I could move forward. And then the more awareness that you have and the more that you realize that you can open up to other ways of thinking, other ways of living, that you don't have to live your family's stories, that you don't have to own that stuff that's been passed down from one generation to the next, that you have the opportunity, the capacity, and the ability to write your own life. Exactly.
1: And you know, another huge thing is every single family has one or two of those people who don't ever fit in with the family. And those are the people that are actually expanding the energy for that family. You know, we're always called the black sheep. I was just talking about this earlier. The black sheep is... The one that's like, oh, you're weird. Oh, you don't believe, like like my, me being the black sheep, my family thinks it's hilarious the things that I do, you know? They're like, well, oh, that's so weird. And then some of them I see like come around, and they want to start asking me things. And I'm like, oh, yesterday you thought that was weird, you know? But I'm going to share with you because I want you to expand also. But that's the thing. Like me being the black sheep of the family and knowing that there's more than what everybody else is telling me, I just help my family. 100% just by expanding my own mind. Now they have the they have the permission. Like they were just given permission by me giving myself permission. It it's like spiraling down to our family. So it's like you know whoever sees like oh this is what your this is what this black sheep thought. That black sheep is probably going to be the voice of the family eventually. And people aren't going to realize it until they connect to that expansion they're gonna see, oh, this entire time they knew exactly what they were saying, or they knew to listen to their inner being, or they knew that there was something more
0: than than what this book tells me right here. You know what I mean? Yes, so it's, and, it's and the other thing it's too born is the black sheep. Right. Well, and and the other thing too, I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Estelle Perel, and she was talking about that there's always one person in a nuclear family that is the one who is the most emotionally sensitive. And that person is the one that takes all of the negative energy from the family and they're highly sensitized to it. So they're the ones that are normally told you're too emotional. Um, You're too this, you're too that. They're the ones that are actually absorbing all of that negative energy and at some point in time, they either have help or they figured out themselves to realize that they were the channel for all of that stuff to go through and that they don't need to continue to channel that, that they can then write their own story, move forward. And the rest of the family either follows or they don't.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I'm always being told, Cherry, you're, you do too much of that. You are like this. Like, why do you got to keep doing that? Don't you worry about this and this? And I'm like, Not at all. Not at all. I'm not too much of anything. If anything, I'm, I'm too, I'm, I don't even have, there's no too much of anything, you know, like everything that I embody is because I continue to listen to my inner voice. And I think that's like the greatest gift that we can give ourselves is listening to our inner voice and finding that trust, finding that trust in ourself and our, and source energy that's running through our blood, that's running through everything That is something it's so freeing. It's the freedom that everybody is searching for. And people think that they're searching for like freedom in a country. No, once you find that freedom in yourself to be who you are, you feel free. I feel free as shit. Like I I don't, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the heck is going on in this country. And I know people are gonna hear that, they'll be like, I can't believe you don't spend your time watching the news. That's not my responsibility. Like I'm already taking care of other things in my life. I take care of myself. I help wake up other people, ignite their inner fire so they can connect to divine love. And they're making a difference. Like it's a, it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's a collective effect. You know, I don't put my energies into what everything is going wrong. I'm like, no, here, this is what my part of the work. This is my purpose right here. And this is what I'm going to act on. And my purpose is expanding the consciousness of others so that they can help. Do the same, and as we do that, we're like creating a domino effect of love, and it's actually healing the things that everybody are complaining about. But nobody realizes that everybody wants to put all their energy into oh, this is this went wrong, or natural disaster, or this or this and this. Yes, bad shit happens. It's a natural thing. Bad shit's always gonna fucking happen. But every time we think about it more, the more that we're feeding on it. If we're just like, okay, this shit happens. Now, what can we learn from that? You know?
0: Well, and that's the thing is, I think that so many people. And, and it's hard right now, especially. And, and I don't watch the news. I don't read a newspaper. I do try and, you know, do selective things to learn about what's going on so I can at least feel that I'm informed. But the reality is, is that we are bombarded every day with negative, 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 negative from the media, from our politicians, you know, from all of this. And there are people out there that are truly suffering because no one is actually hearing them. No. And, and so then we get trapped in this thing of, Oh my God. And the energy becomes so heavy. And especially as women, we're the light bringers. We are the teachers. We are the ones who bring the light forth because male energy is slow and heavy and women are light and they, they bring that different energy. And if you look at things like the first women's March, How incredible that was, the amount of people that came together and what that has brought about from that time period, just 18 months ago, to where we are today in terms of women now running for office and and women businesses coming together to support and help people running for office and getting them funding and how to run a campaign, because that's what their, their, their particular job is in society. And so it's those things where it's like when you wake up and you realize, you know, what is, what is the passion that fuels me? What are the things that, that I feel drawn to and that people are drawn to me because of when you lean into those, it's amazing what happens.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you see what ignites your fire and like some people, you know, I was sitting here thinking about why you were saying this was. A lot of what, you know, causes a lot of turmoil, especially in like the spiritual community, is when people are like, oh, if you're not standing up for this and you're part of the problem. Actually, no, you telling me I'm part of the problem is the problem. You know what I mean? Like you pointing fingers at anybody, you do your part and I'll do mine. You know, if you want to be an activist, more power to you. I'm not yelling at you because you're an activist, but you're yelling at me because I'm not an activist, although I'm still doing my part. I know I'm doing my part because of the way that my life pans out. You get what I'm saying? Like people have to stop doing that to each other. They need to quit pointing fingers. Oh, you're part of why people are racist. No, actually you are because you just called somebody else racist. You get it? Like that has to stop. That shit has got to stop. I see this everywhere. It, it makes me like feel like, wow, like this is what you're spending your time doing. You're more mad at the people who aren't helping rather than taking what you do know and changing the situation. That's that feeding into the dark. Like, Why be even more mad? Why not just take what you know and the energy that you have and, and put it into the light rather than feeding it into, oh, all these people aren't helping. Who gives a fuck what those other people are doing? Do your part and worry about yourself.
0: I love that. And, and the whole thing of, you know, to me, it's all about judgment. Oh, I'm going to place a judgment on you or this whole thing with, and, and I know that you have a different perspective because you are of a mixed genetic background But I listen to people say, oh, you know, oh, right, white privilege. And you really don't understand what it means to be racist. And you don't know this and you don't know that. And it's like at that point in time, it makes me go, well, all I'm doing is doing wrong, according to you. And all I'm trying to do is be as open minded and as inclusive and as close to trying to commit create community and connection. And that to me, I don't care what color you are. I just you want you it. to show up at the table and join me and let's get together and figure out what's the best way for us to be able to work together to make life the best that it can possibly be in the areas that we have possession of or control over or however you want to say. Exactly. I don't care
1: either. I've always been that person. Like, I don't care what your background is, what religion you are, what color you are. I don't give a fuck. Like, are you going to do, are you going to come here and help me spread love? Cool. If not, then see you later. I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? That's like, it's huge. It's really, really huge that we, you know, and, and, and the people who are saying, oh, there's so much separation there. Why there is so much separation. Like most of the time, like when I stopped looking for separation, I started seeing unity. When now that I look for unity, I see unity everywhere. There is so much unity in this world, so much, but everybody is looking at how separated it is rather than seeing that unity. So they're amplifying that. It goes right back to the law of attraction, where your focus goes, energy flows. If you keep looking at separation, you're going to see more separation. And then you're like, well, look at how segregated everything is. Well, that's because you fed into it. Obviously it's going to present itself that way. I see only unity, Sherry. I see so much unity. I see women coming together. I see men coming together with women. I see... Black, white, yellow, Puerto Rican, Asian, whatever the fuck, all, everybody's coming together. And that's all I ever see. I see all the unity. And I'm amplifying that unity because I know the more I focus on the unity, the more unity I'm going to see and the more it's going to grow.
0: Well, that's right. And, and you look at things like, it's, it's like instead of, uh, I, this goes back years ago when I played softball and I played one year on a team that was mostly Native Americans. And we went to play uh, in a softball tournament up on an Indian reservation. And, you know, I'm blonde, I'm blue eyed, I'm fair skinned. I don't blend in that environment. And there, was, there were two other people on the team that were as blonde and fair as I was. And the rest of them were either natives or married to natives. And from the moment we stepped onto that reservation, I felt uncomfortable. And I went in to use the restroom and there was an older native woman there and she made a comment to me about them letting me play softball. And I'm like, well, actually, I'm pretty good at softball player. And she said, no, they let you play on this team here on this reservation. And I said, well, yeah, you should come and watch. And I went back and talked to one of the guys on the team who's a native and he said Sherry there's reverse discrimination from from the native population just as there is for the white population and he said you don't operate like that you don't see things like that and so for you that's not your reality but he said for her reality that's that's what it is and he exactly. said don't don't let it bother you he says just show up and play your ball and he says and do what you need to do and he said and don't worry about it so it was a very interesting experience for me because i wasn't raised in a way where, where race was any kind of an issue or a problem, or, I mean, that just wasn't whether people were gay or straight or whatever color that, I mean, that's just was not how I was raised. So for me, I have a really hard time with people who want to segregate people or who treat other people as less than human or, or think that they're less than because, they're the wrong color or they don't have enough money or they don't wear the right clothes and they don't drive the right car and they don't live in the right house. That has nothing to do with who you are as a human being in your heart and soul.
1: Not at all. And like I said, those people are choosing that though. And like I can't even yes. be mad at them. I'm not mad at them. I don't care what they choose. That's their choice. But I know I'm doing me over here and this is what I believe and this is what I do and this is what I share and this is what I expand upon. And whatever it is over here is over here and that's their choice. I used to be like so mad at people like, for choosing other things that were not like open, right? I'm like, why well, do you want to stay so close minded? But now I get it. Like that's their choice. I I honor the fact that they made that choice and they continue to do so.
0: Well, and and it's so interesting when you put it that way about when I hear people say, stay in your lane. And for someone like me, that's really hard because I don't like to color in the lines and I don't like to stay in the lane. But it's making more sense in terms of, you know, here's the optimum space for me to be moving in, through, around, towards whatever it is that I need to make sure that I'm staying in that space. It can be as broad and as open as I choose to make it be, but I need to be able to stay there and not let other people try and pull me out of where I know I'm supposed to be.
1: Exactly, Sherry. You know what? That is a huge thing this year for a lot of people is boundaries. And it's not like, like, we have to remember like everybody's always worried about, oh, people are crossing my boundaries. But what about the boundaries that you're setting for yourself? You know, that's something that I learned this year, too, was I needed to stay in my own lane. Every time I veered away, some fucked up shit would happen. But as soon as I stayed in my own lane, I'm like, wow, look at how I had all of these things happen in my life. And they're unfolding and unfolding and unfolding because I'm not looking left and I'm not looking right. I'm looking forward. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking, what is that person doing over there? If I'm looking at what that person's doing over there, it's because I'm rooting them on. It's not because I'm comparing or because I'm you know, in competition or whatever. It's because I'm like,
0: oh yeah, you go, you do your thing.
1: And then I'm going to go right back forward to doing what I was doing.
0: Well, and two, I think that, if you are open enough to to look at somebody else and what they're doing and just go, is there something I should be learning from this? Why is this person coming across my radar? Is there something I need to learn about myself? Is there something that this person is doing or has access to that maybe will help me if I learn about it and unlock the next piece of the puzzle for me? I mean, it's all about for me and how I teach yoga is the same way now is about stepping onto your mat stepping into life, moving through your day and being curious about what's presented in front of you. Am I, is this something that I need to pay attention to? Take a look at it. No, it's not. Okay. I'm done with you. I'm moving on.
1: Exactly. Is, is the next thing exactly. coming forward? Yeah, that's it
0: it, it that's is a powerful thing.
1: thing. People don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do that. It, you know, too, uh, a lot of it is like the older people in the family, yeah. they always have something, you know, like And it's like, it's awesome that they're always so, that people are so concerned about what everybody else is doing, but it's like an ancestral thing. So my ancestors specifically came through and told me that if I dwelled on giving all of my energy to what other people were doing, I would end up just like all the other shamans or witches before me, sick at an old age and dying from sickness. You know, that's why people get sick. They get sick because they're putting their energy elsewhere. They're worrying about this person over there. They're worrying about that person over there. They're worrying about this person over there. And worry, we know, is a inflammatory energetic response. It's anxiety and stress causes inflammation in the body. So when you stop worrying about all what everybody else is doing and start just taking care of yourself, start waking up and making yourself the priority, you're redirecting that energy towards your expansion. And the more, it, the more you're able to expand, the more it overflows into life. And the more it overflows, the more people you're helping that you don't even realize that you're helping without making it a point to help people. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, I'm going to get up and help this many people. You're saying, I'm going to get up and help myself. And as I help myself, I'm automatically helping people.
0: Well, and the other thing, too, that I learned, and I totally agree with you, that when you worry about other people or you try and take care of everyone else's feelings or their life except you, your own, it makes you weak. And I got sick as a result of that. And and my yoga mentor was like, Sherry, I believe that the reason that you got so sick is because you didn't have any reserves left because you were taking care and worried about everybody else and everybody else's feelings instead of taking care of yourself.
1: Exactly. That's that, Sherry. That's exactly that. Mm. You know, like when when people, there there's this thing and I call it like, um, I can't remember what I used to call it. And I was talking to somebody else about it. But it's like when somebody comes into this spiritual practice or they begin their awakening and, they, and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a healer. They have this innate thing where like, I have to heal everybody. I did this. And I see it. I watch it now in so many of my clients and so many spiritual healers who are on Instagram. I watch them being like, I have to spend my time doing this. I got to do this and this and this. And then I'm like, well, and then they're they're saying like, well, nothing's happening or I'm not growing. And I said, because you're giving all your energy Away. to other people. Yeah. You're not even, you're, you know, you want to, you're not here to heal the world. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to heal yourself. And it permeates from you. And then you're able to share those things because you filled your own cup. And you're taking care of yourself. And then you share the things that you're doing so that other people can do the same. Nobody really heals another person. We just all awaken that healing within ourselves. And then we're able to take care of it ourselves. We're able to act on it ourselves. But that's why all of our ancestors, that's what they share with us now you know i had like a like i said i had that my ancestors came to me and said you are not a you didn't come here to be a slave of healing to other people that literally is slavery when you spend your time making sure everybody else is taken care of you're a slave to everybody else well and but if you take and, care of yourself then you're actually helping everybody else
0: right and and when you are filled up or full or however you want to call it you can hold space for somebody else, but you're not holding them up because what you're doing is yeah. pouring all of that energy into yourself. And then that creates this, what I kind of think of as like this tractor beam or whatever you want to call it, where that's what draws people to you is because you're radiating that light out and they're attracted to that. Yeah. And then you have the, you have the capacity to share your wisdom your, your stories, your lessons learned, all of that. And kind of what cr- prompted me to create this whole community that I'm working on and how I started with this woman of the week. And then the Monday Muse series was because there are so many women out there who have these tremendous stories who have never had the platform nobody has asked them, nobody has shown interest in their story. And a lot of them don't believe that anything they have to share is important. And it's like, you know what, what you might think is mundane or no big deal could actually be that one small nugget of wisdom that somebody else hearing that it changes their life.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It could be one person, two people. It's still a huge difference. Yes. You know, whether it's one or a thousand, you're still making an impact well, in in somebody's life. Well, and that you're like, you did your job. That's it. Like you, it's fulfilled. You know what I mean? Yep. One person. Yep. But it starts all with you. And that's how my business, my synergy soul has transformed into a lot of working with self love, self-empowerment, because it all starts with you. It starts right here in your own house, in your own body, in your own mind, in your own heart, and then it expands on that.
0: Well, and I just think that so many women, and especially women that are midlife women, have been so busy taking care of families, doing jobs, taking care of their partners, taking care of aging parents, doing all of these things to hold all these balls up in the air that they have lost connection to their passion. They've lost connection to what lights them up. They have given up dreams. And so you get to a point where I hear a lot of people say, well, you can do that. You know, you're still young enough. It's like, wait a minute, I'm older than you are. You can do this. You don't, you're never too old to change your life. You're never too old to learn something new, meet someone new, go somewhere different completely change your life. You can always yeah. reinvent yourself. There is no time exactly. limit. reinvention. It
1: was that's funny that you say that because I remember when I started working with clientele that were like 20 plus years older than me. And I'm like, I cannot believe that somebody, you know, you always think like somebody older than you has more wisdom. Right. And I'm like, they're coming to me for the things that I'm sharing. And it would just baffle me. And then I realized like really age is kind of like you know, not existing. It's not, it's
0: a number. That's all it is. Yeah.
1: Number Like really, if you, we looked at my soul, who knows how old it really would be, you know, and my body is just 29 years old, but my soul, who knows how old it is. So it was like really cool to see that every single person, I even had somebody like in their sixties or seventies, a few, a few women in their sixties and seventies. And I was like, this is so awesome that right here, right now I'm helping this woman who has already lived 60 or 70 years, awaken more inside of her. You know, and she's connecting to it. And it was just really, it was powerful. That was really powerful.
0: That is powerful. And if you look at something like that and look at the generations from the standpoint that for many of us, society said, you need to get married, you need to have kids, you need to live your life this way, you need, you know, this is the way it needs to be. You need to, and as women, Most of the messages that we hear from the media, from society, some people, it's their church, whatever it is, women have to look a certain way, be a certain way, do a certain thing, say things this way, you know, be this way, blah, blah, blah. And for me, that to me is like the most chafing thing ever. I don't want, I I cannot stand anyone telling me what to do. But I spent a lot of years succumbing to peer pressure, familiar pressure familiar pressure about what I should do, what my life should look like. And it took me until I was 48 years old to finally tap back into the intuition that my grandmother told me at 10. She's like, Sherry, you see and feel things that other people don't. You need to pay attention to that. And I lost that until yeah. I was 48 years old. So it's, it's just those things of being able to finally wake up and go, I don't have to own my mother's story my grand yeah. story, generation's backstory. I get to own my own story and I get to do what I want. And I just have to be able to stay in the mindset that it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, feels, or says about who I am or what I'm doing, that I need to just stay right where I'm at and hold that dear, because that is the piece that makes me exactly who I am. And it's what brings me peace. It's what brings me happiness, all of those things. And it's very hard. It's, it's easier for for some people than for others, I think.
1: Exactly. You know, that's like, that's a struggle for people. I had a question today on Instagram and said, how do you, I have to read it. I think it said something like, how do you, how do you do with your family always talking about your hocus pocus or something? And I was like. I really just don't give a fuck. Like I've always been that person where actually if you tell me something opposite, I would get mad. Like don't fucking tell me shit. And then I would act on it just because you told me not to do it. But it worked. Like I, that anger was like an asset then, you know. Like anytime somebody told me like you shouldn't do that, I would look at them like fuck you. I'm doing it now just because you told me not to do it. And it would be something that my inner being wanted me to do. So, like, my anger fed me at that time. And I'm so grateful for my anger because even though, you know, I did a lot of fucked up shit and I probably hurt a lot of people and I apologize for that and I, you know, I've dealt with that and and, and put, it in, put it in a new space, but the anger fed me in that way where it knew, like, don't tell me just because you told me that I already know that it's not supposed to be that way. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, and I don't think that you have ever – done something to deliberately hurt another person. No,
1: I I was out of unconscious. It was like, I was not, I was not aware of what I was doing or or how I was acting. I was just response. I was just reacting. I was reacting out of not having uh, that awareness at that time. And now like, I catch myself, you know, like snap for a second, like I snapped at my husband this morning over something, but like i catch myself and now I'm like, okay, I'm able to redirect that awareness in a new way. You know, um, uh, one of my clients and I were just talking about how it's like an innate thing that you, we really don't want to hurt people. It's just, we know that it's like not okay to hurt people back for doing something that whatever happened, happened, you know?
0: Yep. Well, unless you're a narcissist, and then of course you want to hurt everybody who's hurt you, but it's just very interesting to me to kind of see across the board, because I have friends that are much younger than I am, and I have friends that are older than I am, and to see everybody in different places in their lives, and to watch things like my daughter was Had a higher emotional intelligence level than I did at a much younger age. My niece, who's getting ready to turn 21, is just this incredible human being that it's this culmination of this genetic piece that goes on, plus the way she's been raised and the family and all of that. But she really is this incredible human being in terms of being very aware and appreciative of the support and the help that she's gotten and the, and the fact that she wants to be able in her own way to be able to give back in in, in response to that, because she understands that the more you give, the more you receive. And it, it's, it's just incredible at 21, not even, not even 21 that this kid has this awareness. So.
1: yes, That's how I feel about my son, Jerry. The things that this kid says to me yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Like this one day I was sitting outside and actually I think it was during ceremony. And he said, I said, do you feel connected to me? And he said, mom, I'm connected to everybody. I like died. I was like, Whoa, he's four. I mean, he just turned five last week, but I was like, Whoa, like he, like God is good. Source energy is good. And granted me with a child that is going to make waves at such a younger age than I did. And I created waves starting around like seven, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 15, 16, 17, you know? But I'm like, wow, you're creating your waves now. You're five. I can't wait to see what he does in his life.
0: Well, and I just, it's interesting because now he has you as the guide to be able to help him. Because I think that so many things that children inherently know that the adults around them squash. They, yeah. they tell them, you know, this is the way you should believe. Don't do that. That's not right. You know, that's wrong. And so they get this message of, you know, I'm wrong. What I feel is wrong. What I'm doing is wrong. And so I have to conform, 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 conform. And it, it it's interesting to be able to move outside of that. And yes, there are certain societal norms that actually are important. But There are things that as parents, we need to realize that as we direct these little people, we need to be able to make sure that they understand that they have the power to do whatever they want. I'll never forget my daughter at, at nine years old, looked at me and she said, mama, I'm going to change the world someday. And I said, honey, I absolutely believe. And she will. I absolutely believe you. And you know, she works with people that are have addiction issues and trying to keep them out of the court system, out of the jails and keeping them functioning and trying to, you know, help them find their way. And I mean, that is gritty, tough work and she goes in and does it every single day and she's damn good at it. So, you know, one person at a time, she's trying to help change the world.
1: I love it. I love that Sherry. She really is changing the world. We really are all right now, you know, a lot of us that are coming together, we are We have huge impacts on the world. Every single human has a huge impact on the world. They just don't see it until they connect to it, you know? And I was thinking, too, about when you were saying that about these views that Owen asked me a real serious, I mean, it's not too serious, but it was like where I was like, okay, it begins. Like, he asked me, like, about God. And I said, you know, God is everything. And I told him, let's call it source energy, because when he calls it God, he says he. And I try to tell him, like, you know, energetically, God is not a man or a woman. It's everything. And right. so he told me, you know what, mom, I like that source energy. When people ask, what you know, when I, when people say, Oh uh, God is this and this, and I'm gonna say, no, God's everything. And I love that at like five years old. Like if somebody would have told me God was everything at five, I would have been like
0: well, rocking it. <laughs> well, and, and up until I was 13 years old, I mean, we went to a church and then I realized just how hypocritical and unrealistic organized religion was for me personally. Yeah, and how and how I chafe against the word God, I I just that in the the current or the traditional definition of that just makes me on the inside shrink, and so for me it's it's like you, it's I actually did not
1: use the word God until this year until I realized what people I, I had a huge transition last year. And like this thing with the word God to me, like I was like I can't even say that word. Then I'm like, wait a second, it's just a fucking name. Just like they called me Brittany, you know, like (laughs) that's the same thing with the universe. They're like, we're gonna call this guy. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I get it. Now I can use the word. But I do use so many other. I use source energy, spirit, whatever it is, inner being. Like it's all the same thing. You know what I mean? It's all the same. It's just a different title.
0: Well, and I just I don't like the connotations that most people who traditionally move in organized religion that how they use their religion or their belief in God as a justification for shitty behavior towards other people yeah. that just lights whatever my fire. they're going to you know, their
1: their life's going to pan out in a way with whatever they're whatever they're doing it's going to come right back to them and that, I mean it's people are like oh don't say that but it's true it so is. I mean like I can't help that I'm doing my shit they're doing their <laughs> shit they want to go do some fucked up shit that's on them
0: well and we talked about this in the original podcast episode that didn't survive, but we talked about where at some point in time, either a man or a group of men became fearful and oh yes, so anxiety ridden yes. by women and women's powers and their deep intuition that they started this whole path of trying to suppress. And, and it's gone on yes, for, that is, for that thousands is so of years. Scary.
1: I have had visions and 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 it's crazy because like as I started having those visions, I started seeing those things, like people start talking about it. And I'm like, obviously I was manifesting those things to pop up in my life, right? Right. Um. um so I like, I've had visions of, it and just like, just connecting to that energy of like, we really were suppressed because of our innate abilities. And it's not that a man doesn't have them. It's just they're born here with a different purpose and they're born here with different gifts. And you know what I was thinking about a couple of days ago, which I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I want to talk about it is how people are like, oh, men and women have to be equal. No, we're not saying let's make everything equal. We will never be energetically equal. No. We do energetically different things, you know, but we're saying let's have equal pay. Let's not like tell somebody they can't do that because they're a woman or tell somebody they can't do that because they're a man. Like, yes, our bodies are never going to be equal. Our energy may be different, but we're not talking about that. Like we're talking about like societal things. Like that's what people are trying to make equal. It's not like, Oh, women and men are going to equal. No, actually physically, men are actually born stronger physically than women because they were men here put here to do that physical work. Not that a woman can't be stronger than a man, you know, but they're like, we have to make that everybody's equal. There's not going to be that. There's different things that we all have. There's different gifts that we were born with. But can we have equal pay? Yes. Can we have equal rights? Yes. Like there are different things. You know.
0: There are. That was my
1: tangent because I was thinking about that. A couple of
0: days. Well, and I've been um, listening to this book on Audible called "All the Single Women," and this is going back and doing research back to the 1800s. And she was talking about in this book about how women started to form these friendships, these relationships where they got a lot of their emotional needs met from other women. And as time went on, as women were started to allow to be able to have education, which some women had access to it earlier than others did, but as time went on and society started noticing as you get into the early 1900s and then you get to the point where women can start to vote and they have more options in terms of jobs that they can do and education that they can get but the men in society started to look at this and go listen these women don't want to get married they don't want to have kids that's not good right they're forming these friendships these communities these support networks and they're doing this all on their own. And so they don't have to rely on men. And so all of a sudden the media, the message from the church, the message from society and culture was, you know, get married, have children, stay home and raise your children. That's the way it should be. This is how all of this should happen. And so if you didn't fit that traditional norm, you were sort you know then the word spinster came along and all of these things and that you weren't valued in society but so many of the women who never got married who were like you know i i've had men in my life i've had relationships in my life but i've chosen to stay single because i can be more creative i can go after the things that i want to yes. do i can be as successful as i want to be all of these different things and it, it's just so interesting to me to look at that and how many women now are either choosing a non-traditional path or choosing to stay single for longer. I mean, I got married at 21. I was pregnant at 24. I was pregnant and divorcing at, at 24. And so I look at things like that and I think, you know, there, there are whole segments of the population that are realizing that they get to choose their life, that they don't have to listen to all of this shit coming through media and all of this stuff. And especially right now, it's like, you know, a woman should be an object and they should be at home and be a mother. And that's where you get your value. And it's like bullshit to that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what, Sherry though, I was married at 22 and pregnant at 24, but the crazy thing is when I think of it, I am so blessed with my husband And even though we've been through some shit, we've been through some shit in the last 10 years, but it was such a blessing because he knew when he met me that like, there was something wild about me, you know, like I was not like that. He used to tell me like, you're just not like everybody else that I know because, you know, you're just a little bit more wild in many ways, you know, but uh, like back then a little bit more wild in partying ways, But, (laughs) but like over the years we, there was a time where we were codependent on each other. And these last like three years, we've broken that codependency on each other. And it's like, we're still, you know, there's still times where we catch like, or I'll catch him or he catches me like, you know, uh, being codependent on his energy or mine or whatever. But part of it is my husband is so, and he, and he'll say like, I don't agree with it, but whatever you're going to do you. Like he already knows, like there's been times, Sherry, where I'm like, look, if you're not going to allow me, and it's not even allowed. Like, I don't even want your fucking permission. It's just, are you going to be here to support me when I make these decisions? And if you're not going to be here to support me, I will leave in a heartbeat. Don't fuck with me because that I'm very quick at leaving, people. Very quick. But my husband has always been the one that's like, no. And, like, it was hard for him. It was a really, really hard thing for him to let me, like – open up in certain areas. And now he's like, he's like one of my biggest supporters. He's like, you go, babe, like do those things. And yes, I catch him sometimes being like, really be like, you got to do that. I'm like, look, I got to do it. You just got to stay. You can watch. You don't even have to watch. I don't give a
0: fuck what you do, but I'm doing it, you know? (laughs) Well, and the interesting thing is, is that he's been able to keep pace with you, right? Yeah, he does. He is a
1: trooper, Sherry.
0: Yeah, and that
1: dude, my husband is so awesome. Like, I couldn't have been blessed with a better husband to deal with my crazy, wild, angry ass self over this last twenty, ten years of my life. Like, you have seen me. I just got off of drugs and, and was in an abusive relationship. Left the abusive relationship. Literally started dating him. Went through college. Went through my angriest, some of my angriest times with him, like went through losing myself and finding myself again to right now. And he did that all with me. He's still here standing and he's still strong as fuck. I used to ask him, like, how are you still here? Like, I know you're trying to, like, I know deep inside you're like, this bitch is crazy, (laughs) but he loves it and he's still here. Like this morning, so he was bitching about something and I'm like, don't ask me any questions right now. Like I was just waking up and I was like, oh God, he left like mad and we don't really do that. But I knew that if he left mad, he's going to start texting me some random shit. So I blocked him. He, I just <laughs> unblocked him right before we started. Was like, Why did you block me all day? I'm like, because I knew you were crabby and I didn't want to hear your crabby shit. So at least you released it somewhere else. Now we can be connected, you know? <laughs> well, he's like the most amazing man ever. Like I give him props for dealing with shit. Even like my friends too. One of my best friends, Vince was like, dude, like, I don't know how the fuck you did it, but you did it. And like Brit's the bomb. So like, I I mean, it's just crazy. Like when I look back and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how he did it either. I don't know how he like, didn't run out of the house like a thousand times and never come back, but he stayed and he's awesome. And now it's my turn to make sure he's not make sure because it's something that I want to do. Like I want to make, I want to take care of him. I want him to to quit his job and do everything that he wants to do. I want to be the breadwinner. I want to make billions of dollars so he can go kick it out on a fishing boat for 20 days if he wants to never have to work. You know, I want to do those things. And it's because of the love that we have for each other.
0: Well, and it's, it's so great to hear that because there are not a lot of stories like that. I mean, you can... There's so many people in the world that there are more of them out there, but it's like he dug in and decided he was going to hold on for the ride. And it's because something in him is tapped in and connected to your energy, realizing that wherever it is that you go, and wherever you end up, that he's going to be along for the ride. And there's going to be some pretty amazing shit that comes out of that. Yeah. You know, for a
1: long time, I didn't think we were supposed to be together, but I kept trying to leave. And then I would be like, I can't leave. Like, there is something about this man. I can't fucking leave. And now I see, you know, it was like right after our son, we went through a real rocky stage and he's five now. So that, I mean, it was five years of growth from, from having Owen to now, but I was like, I got to leave. Like, there's something I'm not getting here, but I realized it's because I wasn't giving it to myself it's like, it's a gift. Like he is every, all of the divine masculine energy that my husband embodies is something that I was reaching for.
0: Well, you know, and don't you feel that because he's got that, that masculine cup that is full and, and he's steady in that space that that allows the feminine side for you to be able to blossom.
1: Oh yeah. It definitely was an activation within me. Yeah. He activated things within me, but I also do the same for him because, you know, there's times where my, my husband would have been boxed in like society. Like, yeah. you know, he, he grew up in a very traditional household. And so it's like this, 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 and this. And like, now, like my husband is more free than I've ever seen him. I remember when we first met, I made him call off of work. I'm like, dude, you are not, he, I'm like, we're getting hammered tonight. You're not going to work. He's like, I don't ever call off of work. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You're calling off of work tomorrow. And, like, we had the best time. And, like, he didn't eat ice cream. Like, just the littlest things. Like, right. and we don't eat ice cream now, but uh, often. But, like, just the littlest things, like, that gave him permission to be himself that I know that he has been waiting for his entire life, you know? Well, that's the thing. And just, like, he was able to nobody agreed with him on that. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's – I agree with you. Like, that you're allowed to be yourself, you know?
0: Well, and that's, that's what – so it's that give and take of you allow him to be the best him, and he can allow you to be the best you. He may not always understand it, but he's able to be able yeah. to tap into that energy and write it out, and and that's that's, that's pretty amazing because yeah. there's a lot
1: of there's not all He tells me too. He's like, I don't have Instagram because I don't want to see half the shit
0: you do. I'm like, all right. But, I mean, I do the same shit
1: at home, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, Literally recording our everyday life, you see everything that I, I know because you know? I'll
0: see you every once in a while. I'll go say hi to Instagram, baby's like, Hi, <laughs> I
1: know. Like, he's so funny. He's like, I don't want to know what you post. I'm, I'm like, half of his, like, a, a few of his friends at work follow me, so I know they tell him. But like, it's so funny because you see me do everything. I basically just share my entire life and everything. Okay, is so, all about so it.
0: let me ask you about that a little bit. Do you ever feel like it's too much and you have to check out i mean i know that there are times when you say i'm gonna you know log off for the weekend and i'll see you guys on the other side but do you ever feel like you're just tapped out and it's like oh my god you know i i've opened this can of worms now how do i control
1: it? you know what sherry i used to when i couldn't be myself fully okay but now that I ha- I don't work for anybody else, I really don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks about me because they can't take my license because I don't even use it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> shit like that. You can't fire me. You can't do shit. Like whatever. And I'm not doing like anything illegal or, you know, whatever. So no, I used to, like I used to tap out all the time because I would be wanting to share more and I couldn't. Right. Now I'm like, I don't even care. Like if I take a day off because we were busy on Sunday, so I didn't post as much or I didn't share as much, but it has become more of like, of me just being my raw self, you know, like a reality TV show. I created my own reality TV show through my stories. Like I share a lot. I share about I everything. Do. <laughs> like, yeah, I, don't have, I don't have anything to hide because I don't really give a fuck what anybody else has to say about me. And if they do have something to say about me, well, usually I don't even read it or whatever. Well, you know what, Sherry, which is really funny. Remember when we were talking about, you're like, you get a lot of this shit. Oh, about uh, people over- making negative comments. Yeah. D- Sherry, I swear that week after, you know how much shit I got? And I was like, damn, we shouldn't have talked about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it was funny because some like people were like, call me out on this thing. I talk about traumas, which if everybody, you know, a lot of people, the people who said had backlash, they didn't perceive it the way I perceived it, which is fine. They can perceive whatever they want. Um, but I thought it was so funny, but I did have to block somebody cause I don't care about your perception. Like I care about what your perception is. You know, like that's part of who I am is I know that there's many opinions. Like everybody has an asshole. Everybody has opinion. Everybody has a perception, but when you come across and you want to be a dick about it, no, you better get the fuck away. Cause I'm either going to block you or whatever. Like you're not going to be part of the city. Well, if you want to have your opinion, so be it. You're allowed. That's part of you listening to your truth. But if you're going to come on my page and, and talk shit about people or, or call people's names, no, you're not allowed anymore. I block you. Well,
0: and that's the way it should be. I mean, it, that's, that's a whole, it's like whatever this attention seeking thing is or how they feel that they need to place judgments or whatever it is, I just feel like it's escalating. Like there are people that are just they're hiding behind their keyboards or their phones or whatever. And they think it's okay to have that shitty behavior. And it's like, you know what? No. And when, and, and at some points in time, I used to get involved in trying to have a conversation with someone and say, you know, you need to get a life and grow up and do whatever. And then it's like, you know what, Sherry, that's not where your energy is best served. Your energy is best served with just going on about your day and doing your thing and loving the people that you love, and forget about all the other shit because they're going to just stay exactly. there and wallow <laughs> in their own shit. Flashback,
1: Cherry, of like a Facebook threads that were like pages and paragraphs long because we're all arguing about some dumb shit. And I'm like, I don't even give a fuck what you're doing. I'm just sitting here like arguing with you because you're arguing with me. And then I realize the same thing. I'm like, I'm not doing this thing anymore. Like I'm not doing this. I, I'm not putting my energy in there. That's a waste of it.
0: Well, and it 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 hits that that deep emotional sense of I've got to fight back. And then you realize it's like, and the older I get, the more I'm about, you know, I'm really going to pick my battles wisely. Because if I don't want to give, I don't want to give a fuck unless it really, really matters to me on the deepest level.
1: Yes, exactly. Like I'm the same way. I'm like, I remember reading this thing that was like things that happen after you turn 40. And it was more just like of older women, just of, of like, and I was in my early twenties. Right. And they're like all these things. And I'm like, dude, I can do that shit now. Like maybe that's just an energetic thing. And one of them was like not caring what other people think. And that's part of it. Like we don't have to
0: wait till we're hitting a
1: certain age and not care what other people think we can do that now. Well, you know? but
0: I think that the younger generations are realizing that sooner that, you know, those yeah, of us are. that are in my age demographic, have that the message that we got all along is you know conform 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 because it's not good to be different and I have always been different I have always felt different I have always felt other and I was listening to a different podcast the other day and they were talking about the fact that the things that made you unusual or strange or different when you were younger are the things that later in life draw people to you That those are the things that if that didn't get squashed out of you and you've been able to either tap back into it after losing touch with it or you've never lost touch with it, that those are the things that later in life are what draw your tribe to you.
1: Yep. Amen. Amen to that. I have a powerful tribe right now in my life at 29 years old, and I know it's only going to get even more powerful and badass.
0: Well, I, I just think it's so amazing to be able to bring women together and to be able to do it in a way where there's room for everyone at the table. And yeah. that, that's truly where I'm at at my point in time in life is I truly want to, I want to create the table and I want to invite as many people to sit down. I want to have everybody share their story. You
1: already did create the table, Sherry. Your table's already created. So is mine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. You don't have
1: to recreate it. It's already created. You know, like I said. Like, I
0: just need to fill the chairs up a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you're already filling them. That's the thing. Like, remember the things that you're already doing. You're already doing all of that. It's just manifesting now in the physical realm. You know, yeah. you've already created it in your mind. It's already done. Just like I'm I'm going on this adventure, this business adventure with um, three of my sisters that I've met on Instagram. And the thing like we, you know, we we're like, okay, we're going to go do this thing. We're like, we're going to do this and that and this. And then I'm like, guys, this is so much bigger than we even think right now. The shit that's about to happen once we actually like release all the things that we're doing. Like it's, I I like, I can't even put it into words, Sherry. All I see is like explosions of awesomeness. That's it. But it's, it's really based around this sisterhood. And it's not just like us four. It's like we are coming together as women to raise awareness of all, you know? Yeah. Well, and, so it's and about, that, I'm excited that's
0: about a, what that's a part of how this podcast came about. I mean, when I originally came up with my website and doing all of this, it was in a much different space. It was more about talking about autoimmune issues. Cause I was still neck deep in dealing with all of that. But I had some women in a group tell me you're thinking too small There's you have so much more to offer. You have this energy that draws people in, and you need to think bigger. So, I started thinking about what it is I wanted to do. I built this focus group on Facebook, and all of these things have kind of come out of this. And I got to tell you that as I reach out and ask women to be a part of this podcast, every once in a while, I have to take a step back and go, you know what, Sherry? This is sometimes I'm surprised when somebody says yes to something. Um, Just like when I reached out to Catherine Budig, who's huge in the yoga world, and I just happened to send an email and say, Listen, here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to provide this platform for women, and I'm interested to know if you'd like to be one of my Monday Muse women and do an online, you know, blog interview. And the response was positive and yes. And we need more women like you offering things like this. And it, it literally, it took me a whole day to be able to process that.
1: Yes. But you, that's you Sherry. Like that is you, you are her. You know what I mean? It's like, it's so funny, right? Because there's like this, um, there really is a thing like Instagram fame is a real fucking thing. And when you realize it, it kind of freaks you out for a second, you know, and my, pl- my following is much smaller than a lot of people that I know, you know, but people are like, Oh my God, you messaged me. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I'm mes- like, I I'm messaging you. Like, I never would have thought you messaged me. And I'm like, I mean, I may get a-, a million messages in a day, but I'm still a human. You know, like well, we all the are- reason why we are connected is because we all see that in each right. other.
0: Well, and, and somebody else in this mastermind group that I was in, she was like, Sherry, she's like, you're not even having to work hard at this. You're just, you're just going about and believing truly in what you're doing. And people are stepping forward to meet you in that space. So that when you say, would you be interested? Or would you be willing to do this? She said, that's why you're getting the response that you're getting is because you're putting out that energy and they're just looking for someone like you to come forward and say, welcome, please come in and join me. And I was, I was just like, fuck, (laughs) Yes. When we
1: are, when we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, it happens with ease. That's like this business adventure that I'm going on with these three women. Every literally we had every source that we ever needed. We're like, how is this so easy? And, and, and my sister Christina was like, because this is what we're supposed to be doing. Like it all happens with ease when you're supposed to be doing it. It is so easy that it seems fake. I'm like, guys, this is not fucking real. Like this can't be this easy, but it is. It's supposed to be that easy because this is what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Well, I just need to figure out a way to generate the financial abundance to go along with this because though I, I yeah. love doing this, I'm spending a lot of money to make all this happen. <laughs> but that's not the ultimate. I mean, the ultimate goal when I started with this was not to make money off of other people, but to actually provide this platform. But in order for me to keep going, it's like I have to figure out what's another stream of income that can come in to help support me while I do this very important exactly. thing. And it's going to come. It's going to come.
1: You don't have to worry about it, Sherry. It's already yours. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It is yours.
0: Well, I, I I had struggled with that every once in a while. I wake up and go, holy shit. And then it's like, just lean in. Lean in a little harder. It's going to be okay. Well, I could go on talking yes. to you all day. <laughs>
1: keep putting your focus there. That's what I tell my clients is, Financial freedom and, and wealth, it starts with a mindset. You have to know that it's already yeah. yours. You have to know that. You have to connect that every day I'm abundant, I'm prosperous, I'm wealthy. Like I use that. I masturbate and meditate every day. That is the most of, most of the time. That's like one of my top things I'm masturbating, meditating on. I'm abundant, I'm prosperous, I'm wealthy because I know that it's going to bring my abundance, prosperity, and wealth in many ways, not just financially, right. but in divine love and in acceptance and in compassion and in so many ways. You know, so it's, it it starts with the mindset because I didn't come from money. I didn't come from money at all. My mom, we were on food stamps. Like my grandparents, you know, were a little bit more well off than my mom and I and my stepdad and my brother and my sister. But, you know, I didn't come from money. Like,
0: Oh, I didn't either. I I mean, my, my grandparents and my, 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 they were poor. I mean, poor. So it's, and I've had a really hard time getting beyond that. That familial story around money and being able to be in the mindset that I can be as rich as I choose to allow myself to be. Exactly.
1: So, you can. When I tell people, my, everybody thinks it's so funny. Like, I first used to say I was going to be a, bil- a millionaire, but I'm like, that's kind of limited. Like, I want billions. Fuck <laughs> it. When I tell people, they're like, I'm going to be a millionaire. And they're like, ha ah, ha ha. And I'm like, little do you know, I'm really about to be. Like, wait till you see. They're like, oh billionaire women, like here it is. There's Brittany Newgum, there's her name right there. Bet. Like I try to tell people like, you think that's funny, but when you see it, you're going to be like, damn, I should have believed her and went with her.
0: Well, and I just think that it's, it's a, giving yourself the space to allow that, that it's infinite, right? That instead, of, instead yeah, exactly. of being shrinking and closing in and being small, that you think with abundance and, and expansion. And so, you know, I can teach that on the yoga mat. And that's one of the things that you need to take off of the mat with you. And it's, it's, it's difficult. I'll, I'll admit that it's difficult sometimes, but I'm getting much better at it. So. Uh, and you you yeah. you are rocking it, babe. That's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs> you, well listen. You know what's funny <laughs> is that in December, like I'm a love I love to yeah. spend, which part of my Me too. Like my life path is like uh actually financial wealth. My I'm an eight, I'm an eight number life path. So like financial wealth is like some is part of my destiny. Right. But um like I love I've always loved to spend money. I'm like, I just want to be able to buy whatever it is I want and I'll do it. I mean I could have had no money and like found five dollars to go buy my Whatever the fuck I wanted to buy, right. you know. But in December, like, I had hardly any money. Like, my husband's like, I'm not giving you shit when your bank goes underneath, like, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm here, like, mm, brushing my shoulder. I'll like, uh-uh. You ain't saying shit to me now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Brittany, thank you so he does say, "Can you stop spending so much money? I'm like, don't worry, I'm gonna make it back tomorrow." <laughs> well, I, I just, I thank you so much for your raw and real honesty every day in how you live your life and just being exactly who you are. And I am so happy that I finally got to meet you in person and give you a hug. And I hope that when you come back, I want you to come back again so we can spend a little more time together because there was was too many people and there was too too much going on. And so I didn't really get to spend enough time. No, I would
1: definitely be coming to Washington more often, especially because, you know, like one of my best friends lives there too. So um, and I, I, I just love, like, I have to come without Owen because I need to hike. Like I've got to yeah, get Yeah, see, those. I
0: want to go and do some yeah. hiking too. So yeah. yeah, that would be good. Let's, let's plan a hike for when you come next time.
1: Yes, because my cousin went the same week I did. And she was sending me pictures from this space and I'm like, girl, I need to get my butt in that clear water and just cleanse my soul right now. So yes, I'll be definitely, you know, that's the thing too. Like that's why I'm creating this financial abundance for myself. Cause I'm like, I want to be able to, to say tomorrow, babe, I'm going to Washington. I'll be back next week. Like, and this won't even phase me, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could sit here and talk to you all day and, uh, I know. <laughs> but I know we both have things to do, but again, I just am so grateful for you and for you stepping forward to be a part of what it is I'm trying to create and share your life over this podcast with everybody, and um, we need to we need to come back later and, and revisit and have another interview episode and, and talk about where you've moved that to is, from here. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great.
1: I love. Oh, you. Great I love you, you
0: too. I'm. I'm just. You know, the universe brought us together for a reason, and. um, I just, I, I think that, uh, the connection is only going to get stronger. So
1: yeah, it sure is. It really, really is, especially because we both do a lot of work with empowering women and you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're yeah, together. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, you have a great rest of your day and thank you again thank for joining you, me. I, I'm just so grateful that you were here today.
1: Thank you, Sherry, for asking. All me. right.
0: Talk to you soon.